Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Monday. It is the 7th of November. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The Iowa chapter of the League of United Latin American Citizens is making a final push to get out the vote ahead of Election Day tomorrow. IPR's Kendall Crawford tells us organizers are knocking on doors to ensure the state's Latino and Spanish-speaking communities understand changes to Iowa's voting laws. Tomorrow's midterm elections will look different than past years. Polls will close at 8 p.m. rather than 9 p.m. Some voters' precinct locations may have changed due to redistricting all of which Joe Henry, LULAC's political director, is working to remind voters of. He says newly enacted voter restrictions have made it more difficult for his community. This is a state that was built by immigrants. We need to support immigrants. We need to support diversity. We need to make sure that people have the right to vote and that there's no roadblocks to that. LULAC has sued the state over many of the voting changes, saying it will disproportionately impact the working class and people of color. But Henry says he still expects a large turnout, especially from young Latino voters. Iowa continues to lead the nation in puppy mills sanctioned by the federal government, with far more violations cited in Iowa this year than any other state. The Iowa Capital Dispatch reports there have been at least 623 documented violations across the country to date this year, with Iowa operators responsible for 42 percent, or 267 of the total. National data on violations is collected and analyzed by Bailing Out Benji. That's an Iowa-based animal welfare organization that uses U.S. Department of Agriculture records to track regulatory compliance of breeders and kennels. About 160 Iowa National Guard soldiers have begun their year-long deployment to support U.S. and NATO operations in Poland. The soldiers are from the Iowa National Guard's 1133rd National Transportation Company, based in Mason City, with a detachment in Iowa City. Iowa National Guard Adjutant General Ben Carell addressed the soldiers during a send-off ceremony yesterday in Mason City. We are grateful that each one of you are part of the less than 1% that serve our nation. We are proud of you and all that you do, and we're thankful for the families that are gathered here today that support you. They're headed to Fort Hood in Texas to complete their final training and readiness checks before deploying overseas. More than half of the U.S. is currently experiencing a drought, and that means more wildfires. As Harvest Public Media's Excret Nunez explains, volunteer firefighters across the Midwest are especially feeling the pressure. It's not unusual for wildfires to spark during the fall season, but the prolonged dry conditions are only making it worse. Chip Redman is a volunteer fire captain and a meteorologist with Kansas Mesonet. He says volunteer firefighters across Kansas are exhausted from putting out so many fires this past spring, summer, and now fall. You have to get that enjoyment of being an aid to your community. And if you don't get that anymore because you think it's too dangerous, that you're just putting yourself at risk, then it has a big impact. Redman says fire prevention efforts by the public go further than what a fire department can do. He says people can avoid fire risks by making sure their yards don't overgrow or by driving through tall, dry grass. And authorities in Iowa say an 18-year-old sex trafficking victim who pleaded guilty to killing a man she said raped her escaped from a women's center where she was serving her probation sentence. 
A probation violation report said Piper Lewis was seen walking out of the Women's Center early on Friday and her GPS monitor was later cut off. A warrant was issued for Lewis's arrest and the probation report asked for her deferred judgment to be revoked. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Election Day is tomorrow, and Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley is on the ballot again. His race against Democrat and retired Navy Admiral Mike Franken is seen as the most challenging race he's had in his 42 years in the U.S. Senate. This morning, I'm taking a look back at how the last five months have played out in the race for U.S. Senate in Iowa. America's second longest serving senator is planning to run for another term. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley. After months of speculation as to whether he'd run again, in September 2021, Chuck Grassley announced he would seek an eighth term. He faced minimal opposition in his party, defeating State Senator Jim Carlin from Sioux City in a June primary. And on the Democratic side, Mike Franken surprised many political watchers when he defeated former Iowa Congresswoman Abby Finkenauer for the chance to go up against Grassley. Here's Franken this summer talking to IPR while traveling between campaign stops. But you know, we're not running a traditional campaign. We are, we are not the Washington, D.C. candidate. This is the first time Washington, D.C. has not reached in and chosen the candidate in recent history. That's meant not a lot of outside money flowing into his campaign, partly because Iowa has been trending further away from the Democrats over the last decade. Republicans have had complete control over the statehouse since 2017. Iowa went for former President Donald Trump twice. In an interview with IPR last month, I asked Grassley if the state feels like it's changed politically over his decades representing it. I don't sense it from my town meetings, but on election day, you uh, it's quite obvious. Does it surprise you? Uh, yeah, I think it does. And I think Trump can take a big credit for it because he's the first one that has carried the state big uh, since uh, maybe Nixon did in 72. Those town meetings Grassley references are his 99-county tours. He wrapped up this year's tour with a stop in Bedford in southwest Iowa in front of a friendly daytime crowd. Uh, This is the best way to have an exchange to make... uh, principle of representative government work. That's communication. As Iowa has changed, Franken has made the case on TV ads and on the trail that Grassley has changed. Here he is back in August in Grassley's hometown of New Hartford, where he wrapped up his own 99-county tour. He has chosen division and distraction over unity and understanding. Senator Grassley has made his choice. And tonight, I ask you to make yours. Polls out this summer and fall have shown Franken trailing Grassley in the single digits. In June, his campaign saw a new urgency when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Franken regularly brings up a woman's right to choose being at stake this election. And it's just not a Democrat issue. It's just not a woman issue. It is all of us. And it is building to a crescendo. In their only televised debate, which aired on Iowa PBS, Grassley said he would not vote for his colleague Senator Lindsey Graham's bill that would ban abortion at 15 weeks of pregnancy nationwide. 
Grassley says voters can take him at his word because he doesn't think he'll change his mind. The only thing I can give him is the confidence that I say right now, things may change. I don't expect that they'll change because I've been working for 50 years to return this stuff to the states. During his campaign stops, Grassley talks regularly about inflation and immigration. He ties Franken to President Joe Biden. And last week, he appeared on stage with former President Trump in Sioux City, and Grassley reminded the crowd that he helped get three of Trump's Supreme Court justices on the bench. Remember, I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee, and the president nominated three outstanding people to the Supreme Court, so we have a six to three constitutional division on the Supreme Court. While Grassley was in Sioux City on Thursday, Franken held a rally of his own in Des Moines to make a final pitch to voters in Polk County. We must be part of the solution. We can be part of the solution, but we must do it together. The era of what's happening in Sioux City is over. But a new Iowa poll in the Des Moines Register over the weekend shows Grassley has now gained a double-digit lead over Franken, suggesting the retired Navy admiral might still come up quite short while still giving the longtime Republican senator his toughest race. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. And be sure to check out our voter guide for the midterm election at our website, IPR.org. And a reminder, polls are open on Election Day tomorrow from 7 in the morning until 8 in the evening. Thanks for listening.